finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Play Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys. What's up? Welcome back to the Game 6 Play Podcast for Gotham. My dogs, Charlie, Matt. Guys, welcome back, Matt. I see you drinking a little something, something. Uh, give us a taste, man. What you uh, what you sipping on right there for a little pod material? The last few pods, man, I've really enjoyed having a drink while we go, you know, and usually it's been like a beer or something, but I didn't have any beer, man, so I'm, I'm having whiskey at 6.15 p.m. There like you go, real, <laughs> like a Like a real warrior, man, so. Is, oh, nice, wow, man. We're, we're in the same time zone right now. I forgot Arizona is just off the map wild west man there's no place yeah, like they do their own thing down there, that's it. <laughs> right, charlie you got any uh any magical juice you uh you sitting on right now uh i have some water uh from hey the you on that train yeah you know oh, good man, double too nice and cold <laughs> keeps me that going up here up. at the altitude that is what's up guys hey um great win last night let's just 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 jump right in um warrior spurs um i think you know everybody was resting i think we saw steph was out clay was out wigs auto porter billy so you name it it was all it was the young guys basically and um what a performance i mean i think we really saw some hustle these guys were fighting the whole time and i uh so i, I tweeted this on game change clay and i was like these guys the, the word were down and it was like these guys are playing uh, – Spurs are just making a lot of shots. These guys are playing great basketball. This guy in the, comment, in the replies, he was like, yo, they're not really playing great basketball. They're down like 15. I was like, no, but like they're hustling, they're fighting. And then they got to the fourth court, and he was like, oh, there's too much of like stuff. I was like, should have been a more personal besides the point. But um, these guys really showed what, you know, they could do. So, Matt, Charlie, take, uh, take it away, man. What, what were you guys' uh, takeaways from last night? That – had all the readings beforehand of just like a total bad vibes game where you have like nine rotation guys out or however many it was. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't even want to list too, too much of it because it'll just take too much it time. Insane. It was uh, the whole roster. Yeah. Like shout out to GSW Reddit. They had the perfect tweet where they said 14% of their salary uh, was playing last night um and pulled out a dub like ultimate bad vibes game was like it had its moments but it was good vibes all the way to the end like that that jordan Poole and Dejounte sequence just trading buckets down the stretch was so much fun so um, sad. the ridiculous scramble with like Poole missing the three the rebound moody like scrapping to get the ball back and then Poole hits another three like that was just a ridiculous game. Like that, it, that was, it had all the like hallmarks. Of like, oh, this is gonna be ugly, and it was so much fun. Uh, so that's that's you know always a pleasant surprise. I feel like these sort of games have sort of gone as we've expected the last couple of years. But uh, it's one of those was, like re-energizing like, wins. Like, all right, like that was that was a good one. Like we needed that. Like that was great to see. Yeah, we got like fifty out of Pool and Kuminga. You know, like yeah. Moody chipping Sick. in twenty-two. Like it's just you know. It's a good time to be excited about the Dubs young guys. What it was awesome, think? man. It was a great, it was a great game. Uh, it was the Warriors tend to, with their starters at least, those are the games that tend to frustrate us, frustrate us the most. We watch those games and we're kind of like, 
they're usually let down. So if we're being honest, right. The Pacers game, the Spurs game last time, that Mavericks game a while ago, um, this was just like an awesome energetic game from start to finish. They went down 15, 16, 17 points at one point uh, in the third and came back. And I think, I mean, Charlie, everything you said is like spot on, man. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a youth party. It was great to see. I think it also just goes to show, you know, going forward, the Warriors really do have 15 guys they can play. And if you count the two-way guys who both, both of whom looked pretty good yesterday, you know, shows was pretty good. Um, Weatherspoon pretty good. They have a real chance to – that showed me at least last night. They have a real chance to really play a, a long rotation the rest of the way and hopefully get their uh, get their main guys some more rest. And, my God, good God, can we get Looney a day, one day <laughs> off, man? God. The guy's 25, man. He's, he's on the young side of – No, dude. Okay. He's 20, it's, Looney is 25 in dog years, man. We're not, we're not doing yeah, this, dude. This guy uh, is – 65, man. It's, it's I've thought more about the idea that he's just, like, at the point where, like, if you if you turn him off, like, maybe he'll never turn back on. I saw that tweet. It's yeah. just, like <laughs> – like, I just kind of like thought about it off the hip and then it was just like now like what if he just like takes like three days off and like all his joints just just, like move. seize up like <laughs> his hips just don't move anymore oh, yeah. man. it's possible man yeah it's crazy no I, it was it was so perfect when you see like every veteran rotation player out Except for come on. <laughs> you, you see never injured Wiggins, Steph having a relatively healthy year. Porter like, was supposed to play, didn't play. And then Looney is like, all good, two hip surgeries, but who, who yeah. the hell cares, man? It's all, I'll keep going. Check up. We're good. And dude, it's like, if you're just going to rule all those guys out, like you've kind of resigned yourself to like probably losing this game. Like, why keep Looney just because, like, oh, we need a center? Dude, like, who cares? Let Kuminga play center for, like, 40 minutes. Like, he's a horse, you know? <laughs> like, and like you said, dude, Wiggins doesn't get hurt. And they rested him. I think like, Joe Laka was angling for, like, a Bielitsa, Draymond, Looney, just mass injury outage. And then Wiseman comes <laughs> back and plays 48 a game. It's like Joe Lacob's absolute dream, man. I mean, I <laughs> – it's bizarre. Like, I think we would have been so pissed if that game turned into a loss and if, like, Looney got hurt or something. He's uh, so tough, bro. It's he's literally the one guy that can't hurt. get hurt. Like, he, if he gets hurt right now, like, the Warriors really would be in a load of trouble. And he's playing, like, one of the better big men in the game he, right he now. He put up 12 and 12 last night. Like, yeah, he, like, he's, he's – He had 10 in the like, first like, half, man. Yeah, he was killing it. So, like – uh, speaking of like young guys that are playing well in terms of Looney, um, there were a lot of young guys that did play yesterday. Who was somebody that stood out to you that you know uh, really caught your eye and um, you were very excited to see play well? Chris Chioza caught my eye last night. Oh, oh, yeah, just kidding. Um, oh, yeah. was good last night. Jokes aside, though, I mean, um, yeah, Gotham. The Warriors have we got four. If you're counting Wiseman, you know, four four young horses, man, who were just kind of ready to roll. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you to second shot because you had a tweet, I think it was yesterday, the day before where you were saying, maybe it was today even, man, where you talked about how you were all in on the Warriors trading the picks, trading the youth and going for bets and that you kind of done a 180. Um, but last night was the kind of game where you watch it and you're like, the future doesn't look so bad. It looks pretty good. Jordan Poole looked really good. Moody looked damn good. Kaminga woke up in the second half, looked damn good. Um, obviously Wiseman waiting in the, <clears throat> waiting in the woods. I think 
I mean, the answer for me is Kaminga. He's a guy who I think just the ceiling is sky, sky, sky high. I mean, it's a, it's a wing dominated league and he's uh, at his best going to be a guy who can play three through five. And he just, Charlie, and you mentioned earlier, man, he's just a foul magnet, dude. He gets to the basket and he's getting up free throws really quick. I think his first play in yesterday, he got the free throw line. Um, he's shooting like, I think for the season 32 or 33% from three, but like, I don't think he projected as even that going into the year. So, and he hit a couple, hit one off the break three yesterday. It was, he's just exciting, man. They're all exciting, but he's a guy where I'm like, he, he can do anything. He can, he's literally a guy who gives the Warriors what exactly they don't have. And they've all mentioned it, right? Somebody who can get downhill and who's really strong, who wants to and can just ram the ball down the throat of the defense. So I, I think Kaminga is the guy that I'm like, we got, we got one in this guy. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like Kaminga, you know, and I think I look at the young guys, like I'm excited about all of them. And I think Wiseman's in his separate category of like the dudes just had way too much in terms of like injuries, short and stuff. Like we all know what's been going you can't, on. You can't, yeah, he's it's impossible to like judge what he's been in. So like looking at these other three guys, it's exciting as hell. What like Kaminga's doing with the team, like you said, Matt, Moody's G League stats are absolutely popping, but Jordan Poole last night to me like showed why he's still the Warriors' best young asset because with a night where Steph's out, with a night where Clay Thompson is out, they just plugged him into every primary role. Like they were running him through pick and rolls, they were just running him off handoffs, just trying to get every shot he could. And I think he had 31. Um, he had a few looks that just like totally rimmed out like he easily could have had almost 40 just with like the kind of shots he was getting and especially on nights like these where he you know where he was just being able to get to the rack he was confident with his shot and just letting that letting that thing sing like Mm -hmm. he's he is an incredible player and he's still you know kind of rough on the defensive end but like hey so is Steph Curry you know like at times like it's it's not a big deal when you're putting up like 18 a night, which he is right now. And I feel pretty comfortable that he could be averaging way more than that. If he wasn't, you know, the second or third option. He wasn't chained up by Steve Kerr, Charlie. Is that what you're saying, man? (laughs) No, like he, he's, he's like, he benefits, I think from Kerr because Poole can do a lot of different things. Well, you know, if he was on a team where he's just like, running pick and roll all the time like just being like that sort of lead guard guy you're sort of taking away his off ball movement more and the reverse is true if you just have him as like an off guard who's just sort of being stationary and attacking closeouts and trying to move around like he does a lot of different things well I think he's just the victim of like being behind Steph Curry like they have two legitimate league lead guards the only problem is that like one is an MVP level guy. And then the other is others, the coolest just, in the league, Charlie. Yeah. Just the swaggiest <laughs> fucker out there. Like he's so awesome. <laughs> like he, uh, you guys still see pool. I know earlier in the season, we were already excited. I, I still am as well, Charlie. Do you guys still see him as, um, or maybe you never did. I don't know, but as a potential all-star. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Jordan pool has a uh, superstar potential and I think he's shown it like, Consistently, and it's in games when Steph's, uh, like, not playing. Um, and when he has that extra, like, 
you know, wait to like bring to the team where he's, it's basically on him. Normally Wiggins is there, but Wiggins was on last night. But you see yesterday, like Jordan Poole, like he was hitting, he was getting to his spots, he was taking good shots, hitting from the, from the start. And, um, you know, for a guy like Poole, like he's kind of got that Steph Curry effect where he sees a couple go in and he, he's going he's gonna to keep shooting, he's going to be aggressive. And we saw that last night from Poole, we saw that last night from everyone. Um, so, yes, I definitely am. I'm going to say Jordan Poole's superstar potential. I think he's going to, I think as an asset, like you said, Charlie, best one, uh, best one the Warriors have. And um, he's the kind of guy in the playoff series can win you like big games where he's going to just, he's not afraid of the moment. Uh, we saw last year in the playing game, he had a great, um, great game against the Lakers and the Grizzlies, if I remember correctly. Um, but um, yeah, Jordan Poole, superstar potential. And I think definitely um, all-star and, and as just as, as he gets used more, it's just going to be, Maybe performances like last night. Yeah, I, I really, really hope there's no Harden shenanigans with the Warriors coming up because Poole's got his extension year coming up this summer. He's a free agent next summer. Oh, um, yeah. pay, pay to keep him. He's got that. I really hope they do, man. It's a different scenario because obviously when Harden got traded from OKC, Durant and Westbrook were both like 22, 23 years old and Steph's, you know, <laughs> going to be 35 next year. Um, but I actually totally agree. I'm not going to lie. I made a, I made a, a bold Kyrie Irving comp really early in the year. And I, he just reminds me of Kyrie. He's just so shifty and he's so clever with the ball. He's a really, really clever ball handler. Um, and something about Kyrie's game, people don't talk about a lot is the off ball stuff. Kyrie's a good off ball player as well. Um, and so that's kind of my, like, that's my hot thing. man. I, I really hope Poole um, gets there and I really think he can. I think it's huge. Um, and I do think I love the Kyrie comp. That is just so spot, spot on. Spot on. Like I don't know if he's quite your lead guard, but like if he's your two guard, you're you're in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. Um. Oh, that is that. Yeah, he's is our third guard. guard. There's he's a, a third guard. He's yeah, third he's guard, the man. third. That's what's like, even that's, more that's crazy. I I really it. It upsets me to no end here. I mean, it's honestly, it's only Tim Kawakami who says this. I don't know anybody else, but there's always these Top like, block yeah, that's your, that's your guy, man. Um, he gets a lot of Lou Williams, the Jordan. So he's, he's in the Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson mold. I'm like, Lou will all, all time great six man, right? You know, obviously, right? And Jordan Clarkson is, he gets buckets. Poole is so dynamic with the freaking ball and off the ball. He can, he can do anything. He's a good pick and roll passer. He's a good weak side pick and roll passer. He does he just finds guys, man. He's so dynamic. So I can't stand just like the, the uh, belittling six man comps. I, I do again, everything like, we already said. Lou Williams is, didn't get by people like Jordan Poole's best skill is getting by people. That first step, that first step is ridiculous. The dude is smart and explosive with his foot, with his feet, man. And it's, I, I just can't, it's just a lazy comp. It just, that pool happens to be coming off the bench. And he's kind of a, he's kind of a chucker. You could say, um, but I'd say less so than, than those guys. I, he's, I can't streaky. Stand it. he's streaky. He's streaky. That's, that's just like a pulled up basketball reference comp. Like, like you know, uh, point guard uh, off the bench. It's uh, well, it could be. Uh, that's like a that's like a Williams. Steph's the greatest shooter of all time thing, where it's like, yeah, but like he's also so much more than just that. It's like there's a lot more to that. Well, and you can also just like look at Poole's stats. What are I don't know what they are off the like 18, three and four, something like that. Probably oh like you could look at so many guys in history, like average that and be like, Oh, he's like this guy. He's like this guy. He's like, and never watch it. And it's like that, that's not true. Like you don't know how they got there. You know, like, you don't know how they got to those 18 and like 
when you compare him to a guy like Lou Will, like Lou Will got there just by being like a nasty, like mid range shooter and like three point shooter and all and that stuff. Get to the line off, like off some bogus, like, yeah, you get, you get, you drop yeah. fouls awesome, right? But it's not pool is a grifter. Like, pool prefers up. to, pool prefers to get, you know, punched in the face and then thrown to the ground. You know, that's his, that's his, that's his so MO going to the basket, man. Whereas Lou Will, again, you know, 18 point per game bench for most of his career. That's fantastic, but different, different thing, right? Whereas Lou Will is more like a, the superstar comp and would be Harden, right? The way he plays and draws fouls, draws contact, right? And I'm not at all saying Lou Will and Harden are similar players at all outside of that. Steph or Poole plays a really honest game of basketball, man. And he, he gets to the rack. He's a really good passer. The Clarkson one really just Clarkson's a black hole, man. He, he gets the ball to finish plays, and that might be with 15 seconds left in the shot clock. Poole is going to find someone. He's a really good passer. I'm excited to see more of that in his game as we get to see him more. But anyway, uh, Gotham, that kind of just. Long side track, pool, pool, love fest. Who's your, uh, who's your guy? My, uh, my young guy. I was also gonna go join pool, but like we got him. But um, Moses Moody, man, he's really impressing me, and it's not not just yesterday. Like yesterday was obviously great to see. Um, six threes. I think that was second behind Steph um, for most threes by a rookie. Um, so that's like great to see. Um, but just you know what he's been uh, going through, like just the entire season, and just to see it. You know, he's been in the G League. He's been tearing it up in the G League. Um, and you're seeing that development, um, you know, maybe not every night when you see him, but when he's getting a chance, he had that chance to start um, the game before. And uh, again, yes, uh, last night he was killing it and uh, just hitting open shots, playing smart, moving without the basketball. He was defending pretty well, too. Like, I mean, obviously he's making mistakes, um, but, you know, he's a rookie coming in. Um, I think he played great. So Moses Moody, um, and if he can just bring a little bit of that, you know, he's, I can see him as that, you know, DOE kind of role if he can hit that shot consistently where you just have another shooter out there. And, you know, as this, as this offense gets more uh, accustomed to playing with Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond, once he comes back, it's going to get a lot easier. But having another shooter out there just opens everything up again. And as you kind of get this, like, fine-tuned machine going into the playoffs, I think Moses Moody definitely has the potential. And, uh, you know, just seeing uh, – just with more playing time, I think it could definitely be a, a, a big impact. Yeah, I love watching him play. Like, he's right. – he does so much stuff that – a guy his age, it just seems so unique. Um, like my favorite mm-hmm. thing. Like he plays like an old guy, but like he, he has yeah, like he's just got these, has a lot of room to go. He's got these little tricks that like, you know, they're sort of the more advanced veteran stuff you could talk about, which is like, you know, he pulls the trigger on a lot of threes in last night's game, and then he starts just attacking the hell out of closeouts. And then you see the exciting rookie stuff, like him just trying to baptize Pirtle, which was so just a rock right. star. But my favorite thing, just watching him doing, like where I'm just like, who taught him how to do this? Is the way he'll delay his release to like trick defenders. So like off the catch, he'll catch the ball, and then just wait a little bit so they stop, they don't go for the initial contest, and then he pulls the trigger, and they are just like caught flat-footed they're like oh fuck I didn't think he was gonna shoot that like it's ridiculous dude like and obviously that's a very small little skill you know it's just like shaving a few milliseconds off like this guy's shot contest but like little things like that are gonna get you noticed you know like Kerr's clearly loving what he's seeing out of Moses Moody and the best part is that he's not getting playing time, not because of a lack of like his performance and his success. It's because the Warriors just have way too many good wings right now. Mm, yeah. So that's 
if there's a if there's a position you want to have way too many of it's there because you know stuff happens all the time and you never know if you know what's going to happen with a guy like Iggy because he's just been in bubble wrap for most of the season or you know like a Damian Lee can go down and suddenly you need that guy to be like your 10 15 minute wing shooter and Moses is ready for that right now uh it's it's hard not to be excited about him right now and in the future. I think to be a great player in the NBA, I think you have to have a good name. I think that's important. And I, I don't even care about how he played. I wouldn't have need to see. I wouldn't have, that doesn't make any sense. The, the English is going to work here. But uh, I wouldn't need to see Moses Moody play to know he's going to be a superstar in this league. Just kidding. But I'm honestly, uh, Chuck, I agree with everything you said, man. He's, he was awesome. Um, he's really, he's also just, he's smart, man. He can be out there. I think, I think, uh, the only thing keeping him back, like you said, Chuck was the, uh, was the depth of this team. And also, I mean, it's hard to play a guy who's supposed to be a shooter who was shooting as poorly as he was whenever he played. But if that shot's falling, all of a sudden he's, he's, he's get out there, man. Um, he's also big, but he's not, people tell, he's not going to get that credit usually because Kaminga is, looks like Hercules, but, um, (laughs) Moody's a big dude, man. He has got he's, he's got built. a good NBA body right now. He's really he's good size and he's long as hell. So uh he's got he's got all the tools he needs to kind of step right in if he's asked to and, and contribute. And I'm excited to see what he does the rest of the year. I think uh I think Curry even said he's gonna start getting more and more minutes. So looking forward to it. So uh speaking of the rest of the year, we've uh had a rocky sort of couple weeks here. Uh how are we feeling, boys? Are we are we back on track here? Well, Chuck, we... I wouldn't call seven and no Rocky, but you keep going. That's what, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the chair kicking here. The chair. I should have said. I should have said. Post months, chair kick is. Um, yes, the chair kick. Yep. Sick. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's like that we're seven and zero with Steph still like. Kind of teetering on hitting like an absolute supernova, or like. Still, you know, I have like a, I have a tough game, but yeah, no, no it's, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's scary. It's like, it, I feel like a lot of these games have been close, so it's like, it doesn't feel like, oh, like we're there, but it's they're, they're playing really well, and I think they've started to figure it out without Draymond and with Clay. Um, like cool Wiggins and Clay are really, you can see the chemistry developing, and like you're seeing it, like, yeah, Clay's getting shots, you know, pools coming in, Wiggins is obviously playing. Ever since the All Star, since the uh, All Star like name, he's been um, it's definitely he's playing with more confidence. So um, I mean, I think it's definitely been a great last couple of weeks, and uh, so, you know, you get some days off, you get the guys. You know, obviously, everybody rested last game, and um, you got the Kings game, but then you got a couple of days off until you play. I think the Thunder. So again, like you're entering like a nice little like low guy. Guys can get some rest. Um, obviously, we're not gonna get. A, you know, update on Draymond until after to Red Floyd also break or something like that. So um the team can only go up from here. I feel like we've gotten over that rough patch, but um you're still like exiting. So like you gotta be gotta still play well, but um they're in a good spot to play well. They've been awesome. It's it's insane they're seven and I honestly I would never no matter the competition, not having Draymond for however many games it's been now and still winning again, the last seven is, is bananas. You know, they blew that game to Indiana, which this should be eight, eight and over the last eight, you know, but um, I think that woke them up. Like it was like, all right, like let's start taking care of it. Yeah. Was that the, that was, was that the chair game or was the chair game the next game? The chair game was the Houston game, the game where 
if if I'm the Warriors, I'm finding that share and I'm trading for Kevin Porter Jr. today, <laughs> and I'm just bringing them everywhere I go. Both the, yeah. both of them, I'm putting them next to Steph's locker. They're the motivation. Uh, just get after it. But uh, no, honestly though, it's been it's been cool, Chuck. Kerr Kerr even said like he was happy that Kevin Porter Jr. did that. Like that is that is so awesome. It just feeds into like the beast, man. Like that's like just not saying anything, just looking so cool. And then to hit win the tip off and then hit the three, I was like, bro, this is just this is just rude stuff. Like, come on. Oh, it's great, man. There's there's so awesome. There are actually a few guys who play better pissed off. It's, it's overstated, right? A lot of guys end up getting rattled. You know, Kobe is one of those guys. Steve Nash, look, he was one of those guys. If he was pissed, he was great. LeBron, um, always. Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those guys. Uh, Steph's a psychopath. We're going to get to him in a sec, but that was that was just like you're, you did – that was the wrong – that was the wrong thing to do, Kevin. That was a poor move. And I right? respect it, man. I respect it. Like, I, I like the competitiveness from Ken Porter Jr. And to do it – but like that's how you know like that's how superstars are respond so like it was like it was cool i respect it from him to like go at you know the top dog best point guard in the league um but you know that is what happens so thank you kevin porter jr but i respect it my much respect brother so the warriors over this this streak um offense picked up third and offense seventh defense um second net rating I think a little bit of that offense has got to be skewed by that uh, Dallas performance where they had 40 piece them. But um, that's a lot to ask for. And this team struggled the first little while without Draymond. What do you guys think is kind of behind that right now, behind the offense kind of being what it's been, looking a little better behind the defense, maintaining itself to an extent? Um, how are the Warriors doing this right now? I just think it's like the distribution that they have of talent that works out so well because you see up and down the line, you know, the th- the thing I like to compare it to is that 2019 season when the Warriors were just like breaking down, down the stretch with injury. Like if Steph had an off night, it was just over, like plain and simple. And because they just didn't have the depth of talent needed with Steph and Clay out. And, you know, obviously Draymond's not a guy who could sco- like shoulder the scoring load anymore. So it's just it's just a completely different team right now because you have Wiggins just coming out and doing the same thing every single night. Like he, he's just scoring between like 15 and 25 points. Like he's playing great defense and you have clay starting to like find a rhythm offensively somewhat, which is great to see. You have Jordan Poole having these not only outburst games, but like even at his worst, you know, he's still going to give you like, you know, 15, 10, like if, he, if he's not hitting all of his shots and now you have Kaminga coming into the fold. And even though he struggled, you know, the guy put up 19 last night, like he can have these flash games that can really boost you up. So that's what I think makes this Warriors team so dangerously offensive right now is you have to catch them on a night where several of their scores are off. Uh, if you want to be like, or you have to just turn them off yourself. And that's an incredibly difficult challenge. So I think just having five, six capable scorers out there um, is such a huge sign. And especially when Draymond comes back and he's the one who gets to feed all of them. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, um, like, totally agree. But I think also just, like, shots are going in. Like, they're finally, like, hitting these shots. And I think during that slump or, like, stretch, obviously, like, there were some bad games offensively and, uh, stuff of song, but a lot of it boiled down to 
they're just not hitting shots. And I think now they're consistently – they found that rhythm again. You're seeing guys find their shot. Poole's uh, jumper looks great. Wiggins' jumper looks great. Clay obviously up and down, but, like, still he's in those big shots. Steph obviously has been breaking out a little bit. Um, so I think guys are just finding rhythm. Guys off the bench finding rhythm. And the shots are just going in. And that was really the biggest thing that was the problem in that slump. They were just shooting at a weirdly low rate. Um, but – uh, I think the biggest reason that it's allowed to uh, look so good has been the defense. Um, the defense has stayed as good as it's been all year. You know, the defense has kept them in every single game pretty much this season. Um, so the Warriors are bringing it every night defensively. It doesn't matter if Draymond's there or if he's not. Um, obviously, it's a bigger impact uh, when Draymond's there, but um, the uh, defensive mindset is there. Guys can uh, lock in. And we saw that last night in the, uh, in the fourth quarter as well. But, you know, all those young guys locked up. Um, Defense, I think it was 35 16 or something like that in the fourth quarter. Um, so the defense, the Warriors were going to play defense when it counts. So just hitting those shots, and um, you know, you're seeing it 7 0 in the last the chair kicking era, and um, even before that, like they, even that Pacers game, you thought you know they were going to figure out the right during that like stretch of you know getting out of the weeds. But um, I think as all star break kind of comes up, you're going to see um, just this, this, this non Draymond group get way more. Um, just tighter and start running like a unit. So when Draymond's back, I think post also Eric, it's going to be, you know, get, hopefully get Draymond back in a good time and just work him, uh, have him work himself back in and uh, just get ready for the playoffs. But I think the team is Pete is at a very good spot in the season, um, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, I think everything you guys said speaks to kind of what the Warriors' biggest strength might be come playoff time, and that's having between between Wiggins, Steph. Clay, like you said, picking up, looking good. It's funny, he's actually missing a lot of threes, but he's shooting really well in the mid-range right now. Um, mm-hmm. And pool, you got four guys who can give you 25 on a night. And when your defense does good as it is, the other team having to stop, you know, or make life difficult for two, three out of the four of those guys is a really tough proposition. So it's exciting to think, you know, come playoff time, they're not their defense isn't going to get worse assuming Draymond comes back and um can be himself it's gonna, they're gonna stay like this for the most part and but they're gonna have the guys to when it comes down to it get you a bucket and it's all the more useful and all the more helpful when your best player the guy who even when he's slumping still has the highest net rating in the league like he's still the most valuable player in basketball um except maybe Jokic right now so it's just awesome I totally agree with everything I said um speaking of that uh that that best player in the league Steph's last five games okay uh, 26 and a half points, 45% from the field, 40.1, sorry, pardon me, 41% from three and seven and a half times a game. Uh, is Steph Curry out of his slump? I don't know if he's quite out so much as he's just like starting to adjust a bit to what's going on around him. And, you know, like there were, there was sort of that month, especially, you know, December and extending into January where not only the scoring, but the playmaking kind of bottomed out at times, you know, he was just having these like nights where he couldn't get anything going for himself or for others. And now we've sort of seen, you know, like he's raised that floor of his playmaking where, you know, if he's slumping a little bit in scoring and he's only giving you like 15 or 18, then he's still getting seven or eight dimes. And you know, I don't want to use the G word, but like he's always making plays for other people. Like just, you know, defenses are still going to have to like respect him. Like it's just, it's just what like, it's not going to, it's not going to change their defense's mind. You know, like 
the years of Steph Curry punishing them are going to overwhelm like the last month of his slump, you know, in their mind. Like they're still going to respect him like he's Steph Curry until this really starts to continue. And until that point, he's still going to be able to make plays for people because he's so able to, he's so efficient at like creating angles, making excellent passes to like thread guys into the lanes. So I just think with, especially with this motion system and especially when Draymond comes back, it's at least good to know that like Steph has sort of recognized that like, okay, you know, maybe I don't have it in me to be going full bore shouldering the load, getting 30 every night. But like, if I can still be the point guard of this team, then I've raised our floor uh, night in and night out, whether or not the shot's falling. How do you guys feel? I, uh, I agree. I like all that, man. I think his ability again, just to affect the game in 20 different ways when he's not shooting the ball well is kind of everything. Um, I'm also not ready to play the slump over. I'm not gonna, it's been, it's been six, seven weeks. So it might take a similar amount of time, not that long, maybe, but a couple of weeks at least for me to be like, okay, this is, this is our step again. Um, and until that point, until we see it against some elite teams too, uh, I'm not going to feel as if he's, he's back to what he's supposed to be. I do think it's notable that um, he's got a wrap on his hand. You guys noticed that? Yeah. I see that on Twitter. So I did not see that actually. Yeah. He's got a wrap on his left hand. Um, it's kind of like, like runs in with his like hand. His hand. Like, yeah. Kind of, you have to like kind of look at it. Which again, that's just Steph, man. The guy's not, he's not telling anybody his hands hurt. Um, he's just, he's a baller, man. He's a badass. And uh, he's playing through whatever's going on. I'm not saying the hand is the reason for the slump, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything's done until it's been a few weeks until um, he's performed at a high level shooting wise um, for a few weeks. Um, I'm going to give my Steph, is he out of the slump after a, a few words from that? Um, but uh, yeah, stay tuned guys. This is, uh, this is a hot take coming in real hot after these messages from Matt. Well, the messages are also hot, so check it out, guys. All right. That is true. <laughs> yo, 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 guys. Thank you, Matt, obviously, for those words from Anchor. Shout out, Anchor. You guys, awesome. But, guys, my Steph take. Is Steph out of the slump? Was that the question? Um, yes, he's out. I think he's back. Um, he is back. And I, I think he's been back for a little bit. Um, I think – I forget what game it was, but um, it might have been the – it was the one where he like figured out with the toes or whatever, the, that that shooting game. Um, but I think he's starting to figure it out. Like uh, like you said, Matt, he's impacted the game, uh, even when he's not shooting well. Um, but um, I think we kind of saw that his turnovers were a little bit more. But he started cutting down his turnovers a lot um, the last couple of games. I felt like, and you know, he was just playing at the Steph Curry level, the shots weren't really falling, but it was good enough. And then we started to see, we saw the explosion, obviously, in Houston. But um, I think he's back. Uh, I think Steph Curry is going to, uh, it's going to be a take of the week kind of thing, but Steph Curry, I think he's going to start reclaiming that uh, MVP race, um, hopefully, as we, uh, you know, progress towards the All-Star break. But I think Steph's kind of past that mid-season kind of, you know, funk that he was in. But, um, yep, he's back. He's back. Steph's back, baby. I expect nothing less from a most positive Dubs fan, always. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, I wonder what this hot take could be. I bet, not hot, I bet not it's going to be all. so not neat. hot at all, ladies and gentlemen. This was a very calculated take. 
Um, <laughs> nah, it was uh, – no, but honestly, like, it feels like he's playing better basketball, and I think you're kind of starting to see the shot, um, that confidence coming back he's hitting. He's, he's going to the mid-range a lot more, which I think is amazing. Um, so he's really starting to, you know, find every single way to score, and that's just going to open things up again for him. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that um, going forward. Um, especially as he kind of adjusts his new like rotation as well. So um, yeah, he's back. I think uh, it's uh, it's going to be a little Steph Curry flurry towards the All Star break. Well, it seems like you kind of answered our next question. Then <laughs> when's the slump going to be done? Because you've declared it dead, over, over. <laughs> ended, finito. But <laughs> so we mentioned All Star break. Uh, we haven't hit it yet, but last week something incredible happened. Okay. Uh, Wiggins was born again into the all star world as a starter. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I, my friends were texting me and said Wiggins is a starter. And I, I assumed they meant the fan vote came in as a kind of finality. And I was like, okay, well, whatever happens, the media and the, the uh, players aren't going to, there's no way it stands through. Then I hopped on Twitter, of course. There's our guy, Shams. Uh, and there it was. Wiggins is uh he made the starting front court for the West uh West All-Star team. So I couldn't believe it. What were you guys what were you guys thinking when this happened? Uh I mean, good for Wiggins, man. Like that's awesome that you know he got that love from Dubs fans, whoever else voted, Canadians, uh K-pop, Twitter, K-pop like everyone pitched in to push this one over the finish line. Uh so Love that. Love that effort. Uh, but at the same time, like, it just shows how messed up the all-star <laughs> situation is. Like, dude, like, he would, like, if he wasn't a starter, like, if he didn't make it in as a starter, he would not have been selected. Like, there's no chance they would have picked him to be the reserves. Because that's that? Are you Are you sure about that? Dude, I don't think they would have. Like, there's just so many other players Charlie, right. I, I know you well enough to know you've got you've got a team in your head ready to go, more or less. Who 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 was a lock for you before the game, before the stars got announced? The word if West, let's say 10 guys that you knew for sure were gonna make the all-star team. Dude, that's the thing, is like I don't know. I couldn't even tell you the reserves right now because like I'm just so out on like you know, like I'll watch it maybe, like uh, you know, I'll watch for like the ending or whatever, but like I don't really pay that much attention to who's in it because it's just turned into like this total farce where like <laughs> Clay is on the ballot for some reason before he even plays a game and gets like hundreds of thousands of votes, you know, like good for legs, but like I hope they just kind of take a look at this and they're like, all right, this has gone crazy far. And like, you know, it's not, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, guys who like don't deserve it, whatever, but like, you know, it affects their contracts. Like some guy who like some guy might not get a super max because a bunch of like K-pop people voted in Andrew Wiggins on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like that's, and like, I don't, it's dumb to be like, Oh, he's going to get, you know, Oh, well, boohoo. He gets 170 million instead of 200. But like, you know, when it, when it, when it has actual stakes to the players that can be valued in like tens of millions of dollars, like, that's something you got to at least try to do as accurately as possible. And you got to find a way to do it where the fans can't just like run up the score, <laughs> honestly, because that's what Warriors fans did, man. Like we blew it out of the water. <laughs> I can't, 
So I, I don't agree in that. I think I think there was a chance. I don't think he would have gotten picked. I agree with you on that, but I think there was a chance he would have gotten picked as an all-star. I can't stand the like the the game is for the fans. It's for the fans, so relax. It's like everything you said, right? There, there are monetary ties to it. Um if there's no monetary ties, you know, like whatever. Like even then, like the way we talk about the way we talk about the NBA, we we reference all-star appearances as part of like a player's yeah part of their career. You know what I mean? That, that defines if a person's a 10 time all-star, that's a huge achievement, right? That tells us a lot about that player. Okay. And um, it's a big deal. And to be clear, I, I think Wiggins, uh, I actually kind of feel bad for him because I do think there's a chance he would have made it, but I think him making it as a starter has earned him a lot more grief than he would have um, as a reserve. Um, I, I really, I just don't, I don't have a problem with him as an all-star at all, though, to be honest, the starter thing. Yes. That's got to, they got to figure something else out. I think, um, somebody on the, the open floor podcast, I think it was Rohan Nakrani mentioned that maybe having a, uh, the media decide who's on the ballot basically. And then the, everybody else votes, um, our fans vote and the media still votes and then players get some votes, but, um, to have clay on there. And of course, again, if Clay had made it same thing, I would have been thrilled to play as a man, you know, good, good stuff, uh, would be a, be a demonstration for, uh, how awesome Warriors fandom is, but. Wiggins has been really good this year. I don't think I don't again. I, I keep looking back at the Hawks team 2015, where Jeff Teague hopped on, Cal Corver hopped on. Um, I mean, you can make an argument for Millsap and Horford those years for sure. But I'm oh, sorry, yeah. there was this whole like there was this whole sentimental like the Hawks have 60 win or they're on pace for 67 wins. They won 67 games. It's awesome. Okay, um, that that kind like. Corver is not an all-star caliber player. Kyle Corver has never been anywhere near an all-star caliber, but caliber player. Jeff Teague is like, he was the standard for league average point guard for four or five years. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't get behind that. And so that was so celebrated. And Wiggins, again, starter, I get the issue. As an all-star, though, the guy plays really good defense. He's putting up 19 points a game. He's he's just good. He's like, the, he's. I think he's one of the best wings in the West. I don't think it's like some travesty that he's on the team. Um, I get any issue again, can't say it enough with the starting spot, but Wiggins has been really, really good this year. I think he's had um what would in certain seasons be an all-star caliber season for a wing in the West. Um, so I think he earned an all-star appearance. Uh, but he not a start, not a starter, but again, happy for Wiggs, man. Happy for the Warriors getting two guys. They all sounded really happy for him. It's an awesome occurrence. I, I do understand some frustration, of course. I can't say it enough, but uh he's been really freaking good, and I'm glad he's got the all-star appearance because scoring defending shooting lights out from the corners so give it to him wig it's awesome man did you guys did you guys catch that uh like so many of the like the warriors players forgot to congratulate (laughs) (laughs) because they were so so used to it at that point the wiggins surprise like we know steph's yeah it's like all right steph you did this again cool um no but yeah no i think you guys both hit it man like i think I was super happy for Wiggins. Like, like you said, man, it has a lot of career implications. Like we refer to these guys as all-stars. So um, Wiggins now has that in his belt. And um, yeah, like he's been saying it all year. He's, he's felt like he's found a home. Um, like he's playing at an all-star level. Um, so you root for a guy like that who, you know, just you want to see him do well. Um, so to see him get that, I totally agree. Um, all-star starter, you know, no, but like it's, it is what it is. Um, he just ended up being on like on the good side of this like farce of a voting and what it is. So, you know, just reap the benefits of, of a broken system, I guess. But um, Hey, uh, good for wigs. But uh, like you said, like he, he's played like he does he, as an all-star, like he has stepped up 
um, considerably. He defends the other team's best player every night. Um, just bringing it both sides of the ball. So um, the Warriors would not be where they are without Wiggins. So he's been playing as an all-star. I love how many Suns fans is pissed off. Um, just obviously Booker and uh, CP having a great year. Um, but uh, it's just awesome to see how many Suns fans is pissed off because you know Booker and Chris Paul are going to be all-stars. That part's funny because neither Booker nor Paul was going to have that spot. Like if, they're, if their argument is yeah. like Mikael Bridges should have had that spot, then I guess you can go. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not even vote some more next time, spot. my man. Like, but. I was like, Dude, like it's just hilarious how many people are pissed off. So, um, as a fan, that was awesome to see. So, I'm super excited for Wiggins. I think it's good for him. Um, Can we talk about Wiggins? Wiggins' reaction to his selection because since that, since the announcement, he's been. I mean, he's been good all year, especially since the you know the notorious Wolves game. He's been incredible the last week, man. Since that announcement, it's been there has been a noticeable difference. Dude, taking step backs, cashing them, like he's he's feeling himself. That game against Houston, he had like three steals, three blocks, or something. Like he's been a menace. <laughs> he's doing all the things that like he hasn't awesome, been man. used to. He is, he's like Iron Man. He just shows up, gets buckets, like plays defense. It's kind of like kind of like how Clay was before the injury, and I'm sure, I and mean, he's still great defensively to uh, Clay. But uh, Wade is, you know, plays both sides of the ball. And he started like he's hitting shots consistently, driving the rim, getting to the line. The free throws, man. It's just the free throws that he's. he's He's clanks with a little too many of them, but, um, you know, other than that, he's playing pretty much exactly what you expect and what you want from uh, your all-star small forward. So uh, he's definitely, he's definitely. Uh, one, one more, off. one more all-star weekend thing we got to talk about. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens with the three-point contest. That announcement's probably coming in a few days. I would expect that one of the Warriors backcourt guys will probably be in it, but maybe both uh maybe Steph is sort of just bored of that at this point but um the dunk contest is Obi Toppin who is you know ridiculous dunker like just every dunk he does is a highlight Jalen Green who just looks like a dude who can win a dunk contest he's so explosive like such a high jumper like all his dunks are going to be awesome to watch uh Cole Anthony not really sure what happened there <laughs> um, i like had does he dunk i don't know but uh <laughs> jta is in the dunk contest um i didn't even know what to think when i saw that man like i don't know what like i i, did, I, did, I pretty i really thought it was a ball sack sport thing um that was like when i yeah was, it was like it felt like a joke like good for him, man. But like he just he doesn't he doesn't even really seem like an in-game dunker, you know? Like he's just like he has some big dunks, don't get me wrong. Like he he's uh he's had he's had a couple posters, but um there's like a couple other people on this team I'd pick over over JTA for a dunk contest. I wonder if they're like, gonna have Jalen McGee just stay on the rim and JTA is gonna posterize him every single time just for that's all <laughs> that's all it's gonna be. Hey, for whatever gets you the tens, man. I Dude. actually couldn't believe that either, man. They got, they got GP2 in that team. They have Andrew Wiggins in that team. They have Jonathan Kuminga on that team. On that team. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I hope maybe Juan's doing some stuff behind closed doors that's going to blow our minds. Who knows? So, hey, who knows, man? Dude, they fumbled the bag. I'm like, how is JTA an all-star weekend, but Kuminga isn't? Like, <laughs> right? what is going on? With the, like, honestly, I mean, ugh, it's just so weird. And... I couldn't believe yeah, it. 
the Cole, the Cole Anthony thing is just even funnier to me, man. Like that's just yeah, it's uh, like, try. like okay, so Jalen Green has played a thousand minutes. He's got twenty six dunks, and like you know, we all know that Jalen Green is not having a great season. Uh, mm-hmm. Cole Anthony has been like low key kind of a stud. Played thirteen hundred minutes, and he's dunked the ball ten times. <laughs> what are we doing like at least it's uh, at least i know he can dunk the ball and like maybe he'll maybe he'll be able to do some cool stuff how many dunks does our guy uh, jk have i will take a look that is a good question <laughs> take a peek take a peek but i in the meantime though while you do that chuck got them who out of our out of uh the warriors you know best leapers would you have wanted to see in this um uh, I, you see, I go back and forth between GP2 and Kuminga. I mean, GP2, just just watching the dude jump is insanely fun. Like, it's ridiculous how high he gets. Like, he's, he's like he's, he's like he's floating. Um, it's insane. Uh, so to see him, but I think Kuminga would really bring out that, like, that just, like, super, like, not, like, just super, like, slant, like dunk contest material where he'd kind of, he'd play to the crowd. It'd be fun. Um, he'd get into it. So, uh, I think for a better show, I'd say Kuminga, but in GP2, just watching him just dunk, I think would be fun. I, I think GP2 dunks like Michael Jordan. I said that a while ago. I know I have not seen a guy yeah, just float like that. He does the same kind of leg kick thing, man. I love watching small guys dunk the ball. It's just, it's, you know, I don't know. Watching, I mean, Kuminga's awesome to be clear, but watch. We have those like Giannis dunk contests, which Giannis yeah. is three, Dwight Howard, same thing, but it's just not the same, man. So I'd love to see GP2 in there as well. Uh, Chuck, what did you find for us, man? All right, so so JTA, you know, no slouch. Uh, he pulled off 26 dunks in 750 minutes. <clears throat> so, you know, doing a little better than Jalen Green there. Okay. Uh, Kuminga has 29 in 500 minutes. Of course, man, I knew it. <laughs> so he's just been dunking the piss out of the ball compared to JTA. <laughs> and then we have yeah. Gary Payton. Uh, in 800 minutes, who has dunked it 47 times, and we all know what those dunks look like. They're fucked up. Like, <laughs> why is he not there? You know, like yeah, I think I think of the three options you could have gone with, JTA is definitely bottom of the list. But hey, good for him, man. I hope he I hope he does some fun stuff and and uh, you know enjoys the experience. But um, yeah, very very peculiar. The, the fact that the best two options are John Morant, who's like an MVP candidate, and GP2, it's just cool. It's it's, it's cool, awesome. man. Um, love, same with you, Matt. I love watching point guard dunk. And it's awesome, man. It's great. It's great. So we got a pretty short slate coming up before our next pod's gonna get gonna come out. We've got the uh, Kings tomorrow night, and we've got the Thunder on Monday. Uh, that's a gift, first of all. But uh, what are you guys looking to do these next two games, and uh, what can we expect? Um, like we were talking about off air, uh, <clears throat> nice little slump buster to be in the middle of playing the four worst teams in the West back to back to back to back. Uh, so hopefully we keep the good times rolling on that. I think you got to be shooting for another two and zero there now that you know you've rested literally everyone and still somehow managed to pull off a win with like your skeleton squad. Like you gotta, you gotta be gunning for both of these Uh, Kings at home. Like you gotta put it on them and the thunder, the thunder, you know, like 
these are just games that you have to take care of if you're looking to really chase down the Suns uh, for that one seed. And especially with Utah just completely tanking out of the picture, you know, like we'll get to them more on our next show, but like you, you have to start like making some inroads to, uh, to start to say to like Memphis and those other teams, like you can do your thing, but like us in Phoenix, like we're the big boys over here, you know, like these, this is where contention belongs. You know, like you got to start thinking about putting some distance between yourself and Memphis. So that's sort of the thing I got my eye on, you know, seven in a row, like let's go make it nine and then roll into roll into that jazz game as hot as possible while they're as cold as they can be. What do you always think? Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I think uh, it's a very easy part of the schedule, um, these next couple games, um, with a lot of rest. So um, pretty much echoing what you said, Charlie. I think uh, just to continue building off what they have done, I think uh, these next two games, uh, I really want to see Clay, you know, kind of uh, get a big, like, three-point night. Um, I think he's kind of uh, – he's, he's playing well, um, but – uh, you know, those just getting, you know, just reps back and uh, two easy teams to do against. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, like you said, uh, standings aren't really important right now. Like the Warriors are obviously, you know, they're in a good spot. But, um, you know, Memphis is good right on the heels. Suns are obviously one eleven in a row, and uh, they're not going to stop. They, they're big. They're really trying to be good this regular season, lock up that one seed. So um, just keep, keep pace and, uh, yeah, get two easy dubs and, uh, really take advantage of this light, light portion of the schedule. Yeah, two and zero. It's got to be two and zero. If it's anything else, the bummer. Um, Kings of the Kings. The Thunder have got Lou Dort and injured SGA man. So um, it's got to be two and zero. Nothing else. Anything else? Like you said, Charlie, be a letdown. Gotham, I think you're saying spot on. Uh, nothing else is okay, guys. They got to keep rolling. Standings matter. I, if the Warriors can catch the Suns. That's huge. I want no part of, of the Grizzlies in the second round uh, if it can be avoided. So um, trying to catch the Suns with the first seed is huge. It's, it'll be tough. I think the Suns might have a little easier schedule left, but uh, 2-0, guys. It's got to be 2-0. It's been, uh, it's been one week since uh, our last outing, gentlemen. Uh, Twitter has been a-pumping. Okay, the takes have been a-firing. What, what have we seen this week, boys? What are our uh, takes of the week? My take of the week is this time back to NBA related. Um, my take of the week is uh, the Suns give off 2018 Rockets vibes. And I was very, very intrigued when I read that tweet. And it kind of feels like it. I, I feel like I would back it up. Obviously, we don't know what um, is in store in the postseason if there's this epic seven game series with the Warriors and Suns in store for us. But um, you know, the, uh, that Rockets team in 2018, they, they kind of had – they were playing really well. They were regular season players. I think they won, like, 60-something games. Or how many? 65 games? 63 games, something like that. And they won a bunch of games that year. Warriors got the two seed. And, obviously, we know what happened. Um, great seven-game series. And I think that Suns team kind of has that same thing. You got, obviously, Chris Paul still there. Um, the D-Book, Aiden uh, Bridges. So, um, like you said, like, the Suns are, are within striking distance for that one seed. So, um, you know, if you're able to, you know, keep pace and pick up, uh, pick up these wins on the schedule as they come in as the Warriors, I think, um, you know, you just, you just make yourself life easier. Like we saw in 2018, it was a tough road. So 
Um, you know, try and you know, get that one seed, do whatever you can. But uh, that's my take of the week. I think Rockets 2018, or 2018 Rockets and then Suns. Um, very, very interesting take. TBD. Are you muted, oh, Chad? I'm muted. I'm an idiot. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Like, they – they match up really tough against the Warriors. I'd be yep. excited to see that in a full tilt series. Um, I think sort of like the – I don't want to say like nightmare scenario because they can definitely get over it and be the better team, but it would be tough as hell to have to play like Memphis in the second round and, and have to go to Phoenix in the conference finals because those are two teams that just – they match up so well against the Dubs. And they play them so tough as well. You know, they have that fire of these franchises that are knocking on the door of contention for the first time. You know, like you've sort of seen, like the old guard of the West is, you know, sort of like tumbling down and the Warriors are the last ones standing, (laughs) sort of holding them out. So we'll see. Like, I, I, I like that a lot, though. I you know, I would I would be very grateful if another team could knock them out <laughs> before we have to try to do it ourselves. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Uh, I love the comp. Chris Paul being a uh, staple there is important, I think. And for all this, the hate he gets and deserves, he's great. Um, my take is that that Lakeup Lakeup's a genius. Joe Lakeup is a genius, uh, and I don't I don't mean that necessarily literally, but. I'm on board with the plan. Chuck, like I mentioned earlier, had that tweet where he was kind of talking about the 180 he did. I was totally on board for um, the most part, swinging the picks around, swinging Wiseman around and trying to get something out of those guys. Um, This Warriors team is legitimately 15 guys deep. And that includes the guys they drafted in the last two years. Uh, And that's, that's crazy to me that they have three, I mean, two rookies on their team, a guy in Wiseman, who's their more or less 15th guy right now um jordan pool and i i my guess is they stand pat at the deadline but i had to guess i don't think they're gonna make any moves and i actually think that's okay and i think the warriors have um if they're healthy i've kind of rethought it since last week i they're my favorite to win the title um if they can help if they can be healthy if draymond comes back and he's still draymond um if steph continues you know progressing out of this out of his slump um it's crazy that they have a real chance to be contenders for another five, six years. Uh, and that's that's only possible if they hit on the guys they look like they've hit on so far in Kaminga and Poole and Moody and, and hopefully Wiseman. But the fact that those guys look like, hey, in a pinch, if we need you in the playoffs, I feel like at least Poole, Poole is obviously a playoff rotation player, without a doubt, obviously. But it looks like Moody and Kaminga – they look like guys who, again, if somebody goes down, something happens, depending on the guy, obviously, they can contribute and the Warriors might not miss too much. And that's just – it's never been done. No one's rebuilt and, and contended at the same time before, really. The Spurs are the closest thing with Kawhi about, you know, seven, eight years ago. So that game last night just kind of – I don't want to say opened my eyes. I'm not going to call Lake of God. But I, uh, I, I think the plan seems pretty sweet right now. It offers some really, some really sweet rewards, so – Kudos to Joe Lake up for the time being. I might change my mind next week. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Bob and Joey Lightyears. Joey Lightyears. Keep, keeping it humming. Uh, I like that. I think, yeah, like just it's hard not to be excited about the now and the future um, if you're a Dubs mm-hmm. fan. Uh, but 
I don't I don't mean to be totally random on your parade, but uh, my take Damn of the it, week, Charlie. Um, <laughs> it is starting to get a little bad when the Warriors give an update on Draymond. Uh, it is getting more nondescript. Like they're just sort of saying like. Yeah, like they just completely threw out the last timeline for reevaluation and slapped a new one on there for All-Star game, like the All-Star weekend. Uh, I would be blown away if he like passes that evaluation and is able to come back. Um, My take of the week is 30 games left to play. I think we're lucky if Draymond gets in 10 of them. Uh, and my gut says he probably just plays in like a handful just to try to tune up for the playoffs because it just feels like it's a lot worse than they're letting on. And it feels very intentional that they're not letting on because, you know, I ran on the parade, like, you know, like yeah. things are, you tell me Chuck. <laughs> I, that, yeah. And that's, I'm the one who just rained on it, but like, uh, it's, it feels tough, man. And like, you know, that it's like, I think, you know, last week we talked about like, it's nice that having guys like Kaminga and others who can perform, especially at the four is great, but nobody can do what Draymond Green can. So I think, you know, there, there's quietly starting to try to figure out like, what do we do if he's not there for the playoffs? Like, what is the piece that fits into this lineup to, uh, and I don't think, you know, I don't think like he's, I don't think he's facing the kind of injury where he's just going to be out straight through the playoffs. And it's like, Oh, Draymond hasn't played basketball in six months. Like he'll get back, but these back injuries are tricky, man. Like it's, it's tough stuff. And, you know, especially a guy like him, who's like, so, you know, he's just got this low center of gravity. Like he's just moving up and down all the time, like doing so much, like, it's it's a tough proposition so you know you got to start we're really taking a look at do do we have enough right now to potentially weather the storm if we don't have him um and my gut right now says i think we do so that's that's sort of the silver lining in there is you know let Kaminga run man just let the man run out and stride 30 minutes every night until Draymond comes back and just see what happens let the rook play and let the rooks play. I think kind of been a theme these last, uh, obviously last couple of weeks, I think we've seen a lot of, uh, especially Kaminga getting a lot more run, but I think these guys can come in and help right now, but guys, um, so 2-0, takes of the week. Um, anything else you guys want to shout out? Um, Charlie, Matt? I want to shout out Charlie's take just now, man, because I try to keep, when I have like pessimism in, in mind, I try to I don't know if I try to, I just think, I think I keep to myself most of the time because I'm, I'm genuinely fearful that if I put it out of the ether that uh, Draymond's back will like just collapse into madness and he will, we'll never see him again, you know? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've never felt that good about his injury, to be honest. Um, it's a low back injury. You do, your low backs for everything, man. It's tied to your butt, it's tied to your legs. Everything you're doing kind of revolves around your low back. Um, that's not to say he, I'm not, I'm not any kind of physical therapist or doctor, but um, whenever you hear that, it's not going to be, I think it's, it's safer to lean towards the, uh, the longer timetable. If you're concerned or trying to figure out what's going to happen, because 
it's a long road. It's a super long road back. And he's like Charlie mentioned, the guy takes a beating, um, the way he plays, the way he defends and just with the ferocity he plays up on defense. It's a lot of, it's a lot of movement. The guy moves around a lot. So, um, I totally agree, Chuck. I think it's going to be a hot minute before you see Draymond again. I also think this team has like any number of, you know, fours or three, four combos right now. So they can, I think they're okay. Um, I think the most important thing is getting back to the playoffs, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect to see him till mid-March. I feel like mid, late March, I'm being honest with myself, but that's just, that's what I, what I'm thinking as well. You said it well too, a point that I forgot and that is this isn't a team that just thinks about one year. This is a team that's always thinking about the several years ahead and where is this team if Draymond is, you know, potentially hurt for the next few seasons if they try to push, you know, a back injury to try to get this run in because they're always thinking about the next run and the run after that. And you could argue that's to a fault, but they got the rings to prove that (laughs) this process works. So all the caution they show, you know, like we saw with clay, they put the safest gloves on they could and they're starting to see the benefits already. So you know, it's not only about this playoffs, this regular season, but it's about the next several because we know that they're going to be there if Draymond's around. Yeah, they're playing the long and the short game for sure simultaneously. And I think any any idea that this team would ever throw a caution to the wind when it comes to health went out the window when Katie got hurt in 2019. So uh, they're going to play it safe. They should play it safe. Draymond's old. He's a small guy. But um, with that all being said, Goff, I might cut you off, man. We, we do have um, – Potentially some shout outs. What do you guys have going on? Uh, you yeah. know, follow me as always at Clavius 11. Be getting some film out. Got a little uh, Jordan Poole breakdown out there today. Just him Ooh. dicing up San Antonio last night. Um, we'll definitely have some stuff out on the rookies tomorrow. So looking forward to that as always. <laughs> How about you, fellas? Oh yeah. Um, no shout outs. Uh, I love the Draymond stuff. So I'm going to shout out Draymond Green. Um, doing a lot of stuff still, you know, to live tweeting games. So kind of, you know, being there. Shout out his uh, podcast too, man. It's great. Yeah, I love his podcast. So I mean, Draymond's doing big things. Um, love listening and talk and just talk group. And I honestly think this injury, obviously I think it's a little serious, but I think it's more, there's going to caution all-star break after I think it will start to see Draymond come back. So um, Draymond doesn't seem to, you know, down about it and he's kind of doing his own thing doing the tnt stuff so shout out draymond um i don't know if you're actually like not uh you know come back for a while but you know you're making it seem like everything's all good so um this should be good so other than that boys that's my shout out matt yeah follow charlie follow gotham follow me for some um elite gift work i will not disappoint um but that's all i got for the time being hey well, quick, hi, boy, always click with the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Need those. Need those. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's us here at the Gamesies Clay Pod. Please like, comment, subscribe, and follow uh, all three of us and the podcast. Uh, we're going to be coming at you, as we said, a lot of content. Um, so stay tuned and just keep interacting with us. Um, we'd love to get some questions and uh, maybe, you know, hopefully get some guys on the podcast soon. Get some guests. Uh, spice this thing up a little bit. So, All right, guys, it's me, Gotham, Matt, Charlie, and we out. Later. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference final. For the second straight year, they eliminate the Rockets here in Houston.
as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.